are just in time for a brand new episode of the First Day Pod, episode 33, featuring Leanne Hello and Michael Govier talking about everything under the sun, but mainly with a focus on addiction, mental health, and relationships. They're here to help. They want to learn from you. So please strap in and get ready for a good time, plus a little bit of information and wisdom along the way. It's the First Day Pod. Thirty-third episode. Thank you for joining us on the first day podcast. It's always a pleasure, a pleasure to have you aboard. Connecting, growing, learning, experiencing new and wonderful pieces of information and relationships. And uh, we've had a lot of great connections over the last week. So we want to thank you for uh, following us. Now, for those of you that have decided to join us, um, I want to thank Janice and Michael Simeon for following us. Chloe, Chloe is following us. She's a, uh, a Twitch streamer, gamer, book nerd, and she tweets funny things sometimes. And she also seems to be somebody who's doing positive things for people. So thanks for following the podcast on Twitter. It's always wonderful to meet new people. Leanne, what do you think of all that? Uh, I think it's great. Thank you so much, everybody. And Kelly is now following us, too. On uh, Instagram. That's right. Yay. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you joining the team, and we're all learning from each other. We had a great book club last night we'll talk about, and you can always follow the show at First Day Pod on all the standard social medias. Email the show, firstdaypod at protonmail.com. That's where you can talk to us, share your thoughts. It's election day. We're recording this on a United States election day. Uh, I didn't vote because I'm like, you know, screw this country. This country Are you joking? Garbage. A garbage nightmare. Screw this country. Hold on a second. Are you joking? Why? You're joking though. No. I mean, it's time to. What does it matter? One vote. It doesn't. No one's ever lost by one vote, honey. No. But people lose by people not voting. Right. But one vote doesn't. But then if everybody decided that Uh, my vote doesn't count, then no votes would come in. But what does that have to do with me? Everything. You're an American. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. I voted. Okay. Okay. I thought about not voting, but then I was like, well, I might as well vote, because I was going to Ann Arbor to uh, get a prescription refill. And I figured, well, I might as well take care of it all at one fell swoop. So I did. And it was no line or anything. It was very easy. Great. And uh, I voted. But who did I, I vote for? Please do not tell me unless you know it'll make me happy. <laughs> well, that, there was a lot to vote for. It was two-sided. Lot yeah, that's what I heard. It was very, very complex. Judges and community uh, leaders, you know, stuff like that. So I wrote in. I did a lot of write-ins. I know that. Hmm. Uh, I wrote in myself for one position. I can't remember which one it was. But I thought I'd make a good candidate. So I got to vote for something. Great. Yeah. I'm so proud of yourself for voting for yourself. Yeah. I think I deserve just as much as anybody else. I can't remember what position it was for, but I thought I was a good candidate. President? I really did. Was it for no. president? Because no, I'm I didn't, all for that. I didn't do a write in for president. I voted for someone on the ticket, mm-hmm. um, but it's not who you think it is. So 
I, will say I had that. a nightmare about that. What do you mean? Oh, God. Okay. Cool. About what? That you might vote for somebody that I wouldn't think that you would vote for. Oh, well, that's not that necessarily, but I didn't vote for, you know, Mr. Biden. I did not. But I didn't vote for Trump either. What's wrong? Nothing. People out. If people listen to the podcast, it's dead air. They're like, what's happening? Sorry, it's dead air. But don't worry. When you were thinking and your head went dead, it actually went dead on my side, too, when I heard that. So, okay. Anyway, that's fun. It was a good time. And uh, that's all over with now. So the election results will probably take a long time to tabulate. And we're not about politics on the show. We're about mental health, addiction relationships connecting with people learning from you we try to share genuinely so that other people will connect with us and then we can grow together so we share you share and that's how this relationship works and i gotta tell you i felt really good about the podcast recently and i really think we're doing something good here last week's episode about addiction i got some good responses from a few people Uh, a couple people told me that learning about in the rooms.com was really helpful and they shared it with a friend who couldn't find a meeting because of covid awesome. and now they can do it from the comfort of their own home being leanne even did in the rooms together didn't we we did What'd yeah you think of that it was your first experience it was my first experience um i think it's a really great organization i think it's very very helpful um i went to an in the rooms my first one was the recovery dharma or dharma recovery um on thursday night no tuesday night tuesday night yeah right after our podcast because i got so inspired by you that i actually went in and and listened to them or like went in to them um and i really liked that one it really i connected with the group um i really really liked that and then saturday saturday um, I went Saturday. to the, yeah, the Overeaters Anonymous group. Yeah, I was there too. Yeah, and you shared. I did. I did share. You know me. I love to share. Yeah. Am I not supposed to say that because it's anonymous? Well, I'm not being anonymous, but other people. You can't say that for other people, but since you know me and we're dating, you okay. can say that because I would okay. tell anybody anyways. So. Yeah, okay. Just don't so, tell anybody else's anyone's name. It's fine. Right, okay. So, um anyway so i had like really high hopes for it and um i really see it having its place for me i had a difficult time connecting i don't know if it was because i was just not in the right frame of mind that may be Mm. what it was um i also thought that it was so the dharma one is really kind of like structured where you have like uh you have the meeting and then you have like a 20 minute meditation so it's like a lot that you're actually doing and then there was the kind of sharing part of it where this one i just felt like it was more of the sharing which is the whole point of it because the program is kind of between you and your sponsor which i didn't realize until after you and i talked after the meeting i'm used to like masterminds and groups and virtual working and all that kind of stuff where like we do the work in the meeting that you're in so 
I wish I kind of would. And I know that everybody probably already understands that to be a support group and not really the meeting part of it, but I wasn't clear. So I thought I was going to have more direction in the meeting. So then I was kind of waiting for that. And then when it didn't totally come, then I felt like, meh. Um, so I am going to give it another chance. Meh. But I just don't know that that's for me right now. Um, because? Because I like the book that I'm reading. And I think I'm going to go, like I like I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to give it another chance. But I just, um, even though they don't talk about dieting and all that kind of stuff, I can just, I don't know. I don't know where I am, really. It's such a weird place. I have been dieting all my life, like since I can remember. And now that I'm actually like trying to make it a life, like really understand it, I'm a little bit in that part where I'm a little bit not sure exactly what I need. So it's just that messy part right now, I guess. Hmm. Which messy. isn't helpful for anybody. Um no. So it defeats the purpose, maybe, of like, you know, but um, the book that I'm reading right now, the intuitive eating book, mm -hmm. is really shaking up all my beliefs. And I didn't realize I had the core. It really is. I didn't realize I've started realizing what a problem it is when you bring things up like la not last episode, but maybe the episode before. And you brought up like how, like you, you made, made me aware of how much I weigh myself, which I knew that I weighed myself a lot, but I didn't realize how big of a part of my life it was until I like was kind of talking about it on the podcast with you. And then this book is making me realize like the dieting mentality and the dieting culture has like infiltrated every part of my life. Oh yeah. I believe it has that. not, I've never had a day in so I'm 40. My guess is 25 years, probably. Mm -hmm. Never had one day that I didn't think about food and not in that I'm hungry. What am I going to eat? In that like planning, worrying, analyzing, ever. That's a yeah. long time. It is. It's a huge part of your existence. And speaking of that whole world, mm -hmm. it's not about dieting. It's about a lifestyle change. But that's the other thing is that that's the new no culture. that's not dieting. But it's the culture of they're realizing diets don't work. So yes. then they're like framing this like healthy eating who, yeah. into a lifestyle change, which it's still putting restrictions on you and a lot of them. Well, certain things are bad for you. That's not dieting. Okay, continue. Knowing certain foods are dangerous in a, in a large quantity over and over again. Sugar's bogus. If you could have one cookie and walk away, great. But like a lot of people who have been addicted to other things, they can't just have one. Why? Because of the feeling it gives them. And the Why does it give them it. that feeling? Because it's a dopamine rush. It's it's in their brain, and they've been conditioned to get that feed over and over and over again. So if they could condition their brain to not feel that way when they had the cookie, then maybe they could learn to just have one. 
But that's so is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Tell me what you're saying. I'm saying that we need to like instead of saying it's a lifestyle change, like the lifestyle change that I'm going to make is no sugar. That's not a lifestyle change because then it's when you're having a really bad day and you have that one cookie because you're out with your girlfriend having coffee and it's like, okay, we're just going to each have a cookie. And then you get home and then you on the way home, go to the store and you buy another box of cookies. Like that's (laughs) not a lifestyle change. It's not. So figuring it out and getting down to the root of why we do these things and the dieting mentality, if you've been in it for longer than a year, Mm-hmm. It is changing everything about your brain, your body, and it's making it worse. It's making you gain the weight back after you lose it and then oh. some. It's it's a vicious, vicious cycle. And so we don't just have to break the cycle. We have to figure out the brain part of it. We don't? What? We do? <laughs> what is happening I said we don't. We have to, we have to figure out both. We have to get rid of the whole dieting mentality. We have to get control over our food, but we also have to fix our the way that we think about it and the way that we attach to it. Right. So I don't really think you're saying anything different here. It's about reconditioning. Yeah, yeah but it's not just living a better like uh making a lifestyle change. People think that they're making a lifestyle change by cutting out sugar and just making it a lifestyle change. That's not good enough. That's still a diet, just formed in different words. It's not a diet. It's a way of life. No, it's not. It's a diet. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is not. You're, you're Zero not like sugar a diet is a is diet. A temporary. Diet means temporary or like a certain period of time. Oh. If you're doing something forever, then you're no longer on a diet. A permanent lifestyle change is your nutrition. This is how I do nutrition now going forward. Not zero dieting. sugar. Yeah. That's a that's a that is nutrition. Do you think that's sustainable? Of course I do. Because like anything else, you can learn not to have it. You have to condition yourself. You don't want it in your life, it can be done. And in fact, next week we're going to have a guest on the show. I can't wait. And his name is Dave Wolf. Dave Wolf. He Heard about our show on Twitter, and we connected the other day. And he said, hey, I'd love to come on the show and talk about sugar addiction, food addiction. He's big on it. He's got his own website. You can check that out. Go to TriggerFreeNutrition.com. TriggerFreeNutrition.com. Dave himself has been free, free from sugar and processed foods since November 17th, 2017. So it'll be three years. Good for him. It'll be right before his three years uh, when we have him on next week. Wow. So he seems he's a he's got an MS. He's got a master's science in this stuff. And he does groups. And he's about helping people. So you can go to Twitter and follow him at triggerfree underscore RD. Dave Wolf Recovery. Check it out. Dave Wolf Recovery. That's Wolf with the letter E. Dave Wolf Recovery. And we will have it on next week. Really looking forward to that. Me too. Yeah, we're going to talk about other stuff, sugar and food addiction. So if you have any questions that are stirring up inside of you now, you can send them in over the next week. And then we'll ask Dave. Or you can join us on the live stream next week live. We're going to be an hour later next Tuesday. We're doing it at 8.15 next Tuesday because we wanted to accommodate Dave's schedule. We haven't had a guest on in a while either. So 
I'm very excited. We connected. This is what the podcast is all about. Connected with new people and learning from them. So this is the podcast in action. That's exciting. Very exciting. Thank you so much, Dave. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. Yeah. You better rip them a new one. I'm very, very curious. I'm, And you know what? I'm going to be done my book by then. I'm just at the beginning of it right now. So I'm going to have a lot of questions about it. What's your book again to tell people? Intuitive Eating Workbook. Okay. There it is. So if you want to get that, check that out. Uh, Dave is going to be with us next week. Uh, He was mentored by someone named Bitten Johnson. At Bitten Johnson on Twitter. If you, I'm just following them. So I don't know who she is. But uh, she seems to be a nurse, sugar addiction specialist. And a holistic addiction treatment model for sugar flour addiction. So check that out. A lot of stuff to check out. So much information. For those of you who are like me and Leanne who just can't get enough like learning and gobbling up information. You know, it's just so tasty and fun. I I, I want to learn as much as I can about this life. I want I want to learn, learn, learn what I can about this real world. Some people love they love fiction. They like to read fiction books. But I like to read or I like to gain knowledge about stuff that we can apply. I love creativity. I do, but I think it's practical to learn as much as you can about the world that you live in. So when you die, none of it is relevant anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Because you don't need it. Isn't that funny? Uh, yeah. So we had our weekly book club last night, finishing up Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. And I got to say, thank you to everyone who participated. It was a, it started slow. But then everybody popped in and we had a really healthy sized group. So it worked out great. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a great conversation again. It was so good. It's Janice so funny Taylor. when you said that, when you're like, it started off slow. I was like, did it? And then, yes. yeah, it really did. But I always negate all of the anything negative. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing in my life. I'm telling. I'm telling. <laughs> I'm telling on you. Oh, we had a, a Janice follows us now. Thank you, Janice, for following the show. She didn't yeah. even, she's been, people have been doing this book club for us. It's supposedly run by the first day pod mm-hmm. and people weren't even following us. So we're glad to rectify that situation. Yeah. And uh, they shared the last week's episode. Thank you for sharing it. It was great. But as far as the book, we talked about chapter eight. We're almost done. We have what, two chapters left? Yeah. And last week's or last night's chapter was about, inner space in this understanding of the greater world and the galaxy and the universe around you and understanding the insignificance of things can, if it's always in the back of your mind, if you know that, that you're just a tiny little, it's that, it's that old cliche or just the, the understanding of we're very insignificant insignificant little beings. And you look about the whole universe as a whole it could be very helpful to each one of us to minimize our anxiety and obsession over objective things that become too intense for us. You know, too much clutter in our lives. Too many. I got too many things going on in my head. You're not keeping in the background that understanding that all things are transient and things come and go. Things pass. This too shall pass is a time honored reality of all things. Human beings, computers, dogs, you know, everything. It all is transient. It's all temporary. It's all temporary. Remember we said that in the beginning. We still we're gonna name the podcast. It's all temporary. Mm-hmm. We ne- we never did, but that's we what it is. Still can. <laughs> no, no we, we're way too far in now. We're, this is our thirty third episode. Woohoo! Yeah. So, so did you enjoy the book club? Any takeaways from last night? 
Um, yeah, I did. It was interesting because um, the Dharma class or the Dharma recovery thing that I did the couple, like the week before, Mm-hmm. was all about impermanence. It was all exactly on this whole topic. And what I'm having a what I have a hard time with every book club is I read the chapter. I really feel like I understand it alone. Then right before the book club, I like do like a cram session like I'm going into some sort of exam. <laughs> and I <laughs> look at everything again and I think I get like I think I think too much about it. So then when I get into the book club, then all of a sudden I like get all jumbled and I like don't think I understand it. So then the conversation happens and then by the end of it, I get it again. So mm-hmm. um, that's what I kind of I like about the book club because it's um, I think that confusion for me instead of that coming up later on in my life and blindsiding me it's coming up in actual conversation days after I read it. So then I can kind of like make it more concrete moving forward. So, um, yeah, so it's been really good. I'm so grateful for everybody that's a part of it. And I'm so grateful that it's such a, like it's a diverse group in their spirituality and where they are. So we get a lot of, um, you know, good kind of conversation and people aren't just like, agreeing just to kind of get through the class, the class, getting through the book club. If they don't agree with something, they just say, no, I still don't get it. Or I still don't agree with that part of the book or whatever. So it's, I like it. Very important. You got to have that. Mm -hmm. You got to have discourse, disagreement so that we can learn from each other, maybe see a different point of view. Mm -hmm. That's what we do here. The first day pod at first day pod and firstdaypodprope.mail.com you can email the show you can follow us you can rate us five stars on apple we'd love that that would be really nice yes, please. Uh, we're, we're trying to grow the podcast we don't know how to do it you know no. we're just silly fools we're two people madly in love without a clue but hey <laughs> you know that's who we are yeah it's okay I and i can live with that too um i would like to know how to grow a podcast though because now especially because now that we're really getting into it being more about addiction and um, mental health and all of that, that it's like more geared toward that. I really want more people listening to it. I wanted people listening to it before because it was a nice conversation of like, you know, we're your friends and we can have a good conversation. It'll bring up things to think about. And so I guess I didn't really think too much about really pushing it on people because I was like, oh, well, if people want to listen, they'll listen. But now it's like, especially after the last episode, I just feel like it's such a community service for them to listen to it, Um, especially because, A, you've walked the walk. Like you've gone through real addiction. Not that all addiction is real addiction, but you've gone through the addiction and you've come out the other side of being three years uh, clean, right? Well, it's not very clean. Well, what is it? We don't like clean. In recovery. That's good. That's good. Okay. I say free from opioid dependence. Free from opioid dependent. But recovery is better. Let's, clean is a bad word. It's, I know. That's why I hesitated saying not, it because I was like, I know this you. is not the right I'm way. I'm here to help. I'm just trying yes. to help. Help other people. And this actually, this point is exactly what I'm saying. So because you've gone through the journey, 
And I have not. So I have, well, now I'm realizing I've been going through a journey of addiction without even really technically knowing I've been in it. But, and I've told you that a lot for a long time. Yeah, but I never, I just agreed. You listen to me? I agreed with you to agree with you, but then I still went and did my binging anyway. So, oh boy. Um, and I like I took it as like, yeah, okay, but who doesn't have like an eating issue? Like we all binge, don't we all binge? So no, not everybody. <laughs> no, I know. I'm now realizing that this is actually an issue. My so, little binger. Yeah. So haha. <laughs> so anyway, um, but I think that the conversations are going to be just that much better because. I have a lot of questions about it. And I do say a lot of like the stigma words that we shouldn't be saying because I don't know better. And so I do like it when you say, you know, don't call it clean because it it does put stigma on it. Like you're not clean if you're still you like, yeah, I get it. And so there's Clean's a, like too perfect. Yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah, clean. And then the All opposite clean. is just, yeah. And then the opposite you have is one dirty, thing, like you have dirty, some, yeah. right. Right. It's ugly. So, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm on opioid maintenance medication. Oh, I'm dirty. I'm not clean. Yeah. You know? So it so, can't be all, it's all or nothing mentality. It's like we talk about, right? Yes. We don't want that. No, no. We want nuance. We want gray areas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think this is going to be this, this whole podcast is going to be really good. And so that's why I'm really grateful for the people that are sharing it. I love that people are listening to it, but I love that people are sharing it. And sharing it not only with people, like it's not a matter of like, oh, hey, I know that you've been struggling with this. Here, listen to these people talk about it. I I know that people have been sharing it with people that aren't quote unquote struggling with an addiction, but just to let them understand because it's such a misunderstood crisis that we're all going through. Yeah. And there's so much stigma and there's so much just bad culture around it that we're like we're believing things that just aren't true that we just don't know so we put these labels on things that just aren't true like the whole talk when you were talking about the whole methadone and the all of these maintenance drugs and stuff like there's something wrong with taking it like it's just a step but that could be your whole like when you're on oh shoot what is it called that you're on it's called to boxing i know what it is shoot okay <laughs> oh geez but it was funny because when when we first started dating and then you were you were on the suboxone we oh. had talked about you're like okay yeah and i'm gonna be like eventually i'm gonna get off of it and my mental state was okay good so how do we like do this how can i support you to get off of it and like that's the last step then last week when you were talking about it and you're like, and, you know, we're going to eventually like wean off, my mindset has completely changed because now I'm like, why, why is that even an issue? Like, why do you have to get off of it? Why wouldn't you just stay on it? Like if somebody has something going on with their thyroid, they get on thyroid medication, they stay on it, it's maintenance, they're good, they don't have to worry about anything happening later on. If their heart, they take heart medication every day. That's it. Like, why can't that be the same thing? I don't know. It can be. Yeah. You can stay on it. You can stay on it forever if you want. Yeah. So it's just funny. Like, for me, 
I have grown a lot in my understanding of this whole thing because I know that in the beginning, I really wanted you off of it because I did feel like that was just part of the dependency. But now I'm realizing it's not. That's right. You know, you don't have to stop taking it. It's just something that's a choice like anything. It's Mm -hmm. not a medication that I necessarily need the rest of my life, but it's got me this far. Mm -hmm. You know, the doctor, a lot of doctors recommend it two or three years. So after that, you can try if you want to, to, you know, reduce the dose and maybe try to get off of it. And if you, if you find that you're able to do that, then great. But if it doesn't work out, then you can just stay on it and can stay on it. It's fine. What would that mean? If you, if you try to get off of it mm-hmm. and you say that it doesn't work, what does that mean? That you started using it again? Like you started. No, it doesn't have to mean that. It could just mean that I'm thinking about, I have cravings and stuff. And I'm like, Oh man, if I felt the desire, then I would know that uh, I was in, a situation that I didn't want to be in. So you really Although, have to be at a state where you can be aware of that kind of stuff. Well, I've never been on it this long and then gotten off of it, so I don't know. But I remember the few times I took it in shorter dose periods of time, and then I stopped taking it, I always ended up using it again. But those were much shorter times, and the brain didn't have time to you know, reformat itself. Now it's been a long time, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. There's no rush. Uh, I've always wondered about like long-term effects and I don't know if we have enough studies on, you know, the name of the drug is Suboxone. That's the brand name brought to you by who blah, 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 whoever <laughs> owns it. Probably the same people that, you know, sold all the pills. But the actual mm-hmm. medical name is buprenorphine, like I said last week. So buprenorphine mm-hmm. is what it's called. And I don't know if there are negative effects of long-term use of buprenorphine. Mm-hmm. So that's my only thing I think about. If you're on it for 20 years, is that bad? Do we Mm -hmm. know that? Do we have like peer-reviewed studies on this stuff so we can know like, well, you know, you don't want to be on this stuff forever because it could have these certain type of side effects. And there are side effects just like any other medication, you know. Um, Testosterone could be reduced. Hmm. And, uh, you know, the sex drive could be minimized uh, from methadone and suboxone. So... It can happen. There are certain things. Nothing major. Constipation is also another thing that comes into play with these. Because just like every opioid, any opioid is going to back you up. People who take heroin have awful constipation. Yeah. So hmm. I won't start it then. No, you not a good idea for you. No. Uh, your lazy gut. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. Come on. It's it funny. is. Yeah. Uh, yes, you listen to the first day pod. We're talking about some addiction stuff left over from last week. Uh, you know, Leanne, we didn't really get into much last week about you and talking mm-hmm. about your addiction. You've mentioned a little bit about the workbook you're doing, but you really are. I mean, we're both food addicts. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not trying to do that to like sell some type of image about, hey, we can talk about this. It's just very clear. I know that. The opioids were a big deal in my life, but the longest running addiction in my life by far is food. It's mm-hmm. been going on since the day I left to be an adult. When I turned 18 and left the household and go to college for the first time, I was going to 7-Eleven late at night. There was a 7-Eleven right outside the dormitory up in central Michigan. Oh, that's smart. It was right, it was right next door to the dorm, like like a minute. You yeah, could great work out. Yeah, it was genius placement. I mean, they must have made a kill. It's probably still there today. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I'm just thinking about the way that our university was set up. 
At our university, we had the quad of all of the dorms. We had three dorms or four dorms, like big buildings. Yeah, we had four towers. Yeah, it was the same thing. And then they had the quad, like the courtyard in the middle of it. Right across the street was a 7-Eleven. Same thing. Yeah, this wasn't even across brilliant. the street. Just down the parking lot. So. Oh, wow. They're smart. So we'd walk there. I remember <laughs> this is dumb. This is a mistake. This is for anybody who's a parent now. And you're going to if you have kids that are going to go to college someday, don't do this. Probably a bad idea. Even if you trust your kids. Uh, my dad gave me a thousand dollars cash right before I left for college. He's like, here you go, son. That's very nice of him. I mean, yes. Well, OK, thanks, dad. You know, this is for, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what he said. Help me get me through or whatever. But uh, I blew through that pretty fast. So. I think I even bought like a PlayStation or something. It was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> not, a, not a wise investment. And <laughs> and I spent a lot of that money at that damn 7-Eleven going eating nachos, late night nachos, a lot of late night eating. And I started to develop. I got in this habit of the late night eating as soon as I got in my first year of college. You know, I totally failed college. I got a 0.5 GPA for one year of college. A 0.5. It's, uh, and what's your system out of? Four. My, yeah, yeah, we do it. It's yeah. out of, four is perfect. Ours was like out of a 13, I think, or something. So oh, whenever wow. you guys were like, people were bragging. I remember when I first went to university and people were like, I have a 4.0 GPA. And I was like, why are they so <laughs> proud of it in America? My God, they're all dumb. If that's what they're yeah. expecting, it's like awesome. <laughs> I wasn't, I'm not familiar with that at all. Wow, that's pretty, that's yeah. totally foreign to us. It was but, something dumb, yeah. But I, I got a 0.5 out of four. So that, that means that, I had to have gotten some type of grade somewhere to get a, that point <laughs> five, right? And I yeah. did. I got a C in composition. That was the only grade I got where I passed. I failed all the other classes. Mm -hmm. Gave up second semester. I was just sleeping. I didn't go after like the first month. Living in a dorm, wasting money. I mean, $5,000 of loans just wasted. I didn't understand the gravity of it. Yeah. So much immaturity and lack of understanding of how the world worked mm -hmm. at 18 nobody it's so not, young I'm not blaming everyone else i'm just saying i honestly just was like i always thought everything was like fly by the seat of my pants too i always thought i would never live and like life was short and like oh none of the, i'll never live to grow up to be 30 or 25 anyways so everything was spur of the moment everything was you talk about living in the moment i definitely lived in the moment back in those days uh -huh. i was there i was in the moment always but it was also a lot of fear. You know, I'm living in the moment, but there's this fear of like, there is no future. Uh, I don't have anything. I, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm not actively saying that to myself, but it's like a fear in the background. And it was, uh, you know, the food addiction really kicked up there. And that was a key part of it. I mean, I was very skinny. When I graduated high school, I thought I was fat, which is so friggin' dumb. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I was if you see a picture of me in high school senior year i'm skinny i'm the worm they call me so yeah i guess i was the worm i was so skinny and i thought i was fat i really i thought i was like chubby i thought my stomach was big it's ludicrous these mm -hmm. you know, body image thoughts and perceptions we have i cannot believe that these things happen but i really thought that and then i actually started to you know eat late at night all the time all the time all the time all the time and then i started to actually gain some weight and um from there, I ended up where I am now. I've eaten late at night for more years than I care to remember, and it's still been a part of my life, and it's a problem. And uh, I just don't want to be in denial about it. It's, it's the longest-running addiction and problem of my entire, like, 
health profile. That's the one thing mm-hmm. and the biggest problem. When you were growing up, was your mom always dieting or she did she not have an issue? Well, according to your definition, uh, you know. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. So I'm just wondering because she for loved me- health food. It was all, she loved all about health food. She shopped at the health food stores before it was even cool to do that. Okay. She was like the on the ground floor of the health food store. We used to call it the health food store. I don't even know what it was. I thought it was called the health food store. Maybe it was. I think it uh, might have been. I saw blue tortilla chips in 1988. You know, that was like eight Whoa. years old. Yeah. Wow. And now they're everywhere, but and they're made of corn. They're not even good for you. But I don't know. Was, we had seaweed. The funniest thing I always say is we had seaweed in my in our fridge. She would buy seaweed in a packaging. I don't know what she used it for, but there it was. Yeah. And yeah, so she was constantly, you know, she was she was always very mindful about healthy eating. And that's kind of like, different, though. If that was a if that truly was a lifestyle for her, then it's different than what I'm thinking. Well, I don't know what kind of diets she was necessarily doing, but I'm sure she was. Yeah, because with me, my mom has been she's been up and down all the time with her her weight and dieting. And, you know, since I was so I've been. I've been 40 years since she had me and I think she's lost like she's lost like you know like like all of us women 10 pounds here and you know 15 pounds there and da, 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 whatever but she's lost 40 to 45 pounds like I think four or five times and then it gained comes back and then comes back a little bit more and then she has to lose and then it's like this yo-yo thing until she finds mm-hmm. one that works and then goes down all the 45 and then it's so and in 40 years, 40 years sounds like a long time, but not if you're constantly doing that. And I think, and I'm not blaming my mom at all, but I think subconsciously because I was always seeing that and I was at, we eat dinner, we still do, we eat dinner at least six times a week together as a family. And growing up, we were never deprived of anything. Um but I would always watch my mom. My mom would have a different meal than we would have. She would make dinner for the three of us and then it would be her meal because she needed to be, you know, chicken breast and broccoli or da da da, da whatever it was. Yeah. She always had a different meal. And so – and then always talking about weight like and, – and sometimes in a good way, right? Like, oh, I'm losing and I'm doing good. Da, da, da. Well, I didn't realize I've been – worrying about my weight since I was probably, I don't even know, like maybe grade six, grade seven. Cause Mm -hmm. I always said like, Oh, since university, I've like really had an issue with my weight. And then I rekindled with a friend that I knew in grade school. And I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know what? I've been having an issue since university. And she was like, we were in grade school and you were weighing yourself and telling us what diet you were going to be on. And I was like, what? She's like, you've always thought you were fat always. And, um, I did. And now I look at myself decade after decade after decade, and I look back 10 years, five years before, and the weight is piling up. The more I diet, the bigger I get. It's just what's happening. So like, and I was never big to begin with. So it's such, it's just such a bad culture. It really is. Um, And I'm realizing it's such a 
an actual an addiction because everything that I'm going through and there's like the the workbook is just full of page after page of introspection. Yeah. And it's like, oh, do you have any of these thoughts about food? And I'm like, oh, "Oh, okay. So I wonder how many I have. It's like, check, 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 check. Yep, check. Yep, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. And then it's like, have you ever used these tools to lose weight? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like all of them. And then they're like, pick the top three out of the few that you choose, chose. If you've had more than that, don't worry, you're not alone. And I was like, I chose every single one of them. Like, <laughs> it's an issue. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm really excited for next week um, because I'd really like to talk to somebody that, you know, again, has been walking the walk and knows what it's like on the other side. Three years is a long time. That's That's amazing. What can I say? I'm incredible. Yeah, so is Dave. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. This is the first day pod. We'd love to hear from you. Can you guys share some of your stories about your food struggles? I know they're out there. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous to think they're not out there. So first day pod at protonmail.com. First day pod. Twitter, Instagram. DM us, please, at first day pod. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We'll only expose what you want to be exposed. We can keep it private and just have a conversation between us. Or we can talk about it here on the pod. Whatever you are more comfortable with, we will serve you. So please, let's engage. Let's talk about this. Teach us better ways. Tell us about the failure of the diet world. Or tell us about things that have really worked quite well for you. And, you know, what the hell do we know? We're just a couple of bozos on a podcast. The other thing. Okay, so that's the other thing of this whole thing. When you look at what worked for you, Um, because it said, so what diets have you used that work for you? And so I was like, oh, definitely like HCG. That was incredible. I lost half a pound every single day. Um, all of the, I hated that thing. (laughs) Was it the blue stuff or something? That was, no, that was the, uh, it was like a hormone that I put under my tongue. And that was when I was having 500 calories a day. Yeah. Yeah. I looked good on that diet. And that was half a pound to a pound a day, every single day. Tell me that's healthy. Not at all. So, um, but again, I looked good. I lost the weight. I was in clothes that I like had to go buy new clothes because I couldn't even fit in my like skinny clothes anymore. So awesome. Yeah. That's what you think. Right. So it's not healthy. Now I'm like, you're learning. Like it's, it's not healthy. Um, Speak for themselves. What results? So when you say that something worked for you, a diet, the only way that a diet works for you is if it's you did it 10 years ago and you're still maintaining that weight. So if you did it and it quote unquote worked and you lost the 20 pounds, but you gained it back and then some, the diet doesn't work. You didn't not like it wasn't your willpower. It wasn't a mistake that you made. The diet doesn't work. It's the only industry that they make products that don't work and nobody faults the manufacturer of the product. They blame themselves. It's like driving a car and the brakes just malfunction and they don't work and you don't take it back and you say, or if you don't die, and you take it back and you don't say it's the 
the car de- like the car manufacturer, you say, oh, it must have been something that I did. I didn't have enough willpower to be able to stop that car. It's so bizarre that all of these diets are just like, yeah, money, 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 money. And then I'm just going to screw up everybody's life. It's, it's insanity to me. Hmm. Well, you know, diet and nutrition are two different things. Like Very different. Diet is about formulating your plan of how you... It doesn't have to be a commercial thing that is exploited and propaganda filled that is just trying to make money off of you. You can have a diet that you create on your own that is very mm-hmm. good. And the nutrition within that diet is what nutrition is. The calories, right. the complex carbohydrates, the proteins, all these things that are within, all that crap you see on the label when you look at it. That's the nutritional value of what you're eating. And a diet can just be a plan. So a diet doesn't have to be the this negative. The diet culture is one thing. That's commercial diet culture, though. It's different, I think. And I think it's important to make the context separate because people who have diets that they've created for themselves that have become the way they live are, are perfectly fine. We can't limit everything. But they won't call it a diet. Who's they? The person that makes that up. Why? Because they'll just say that's the way that I live. Here. What? We're speaking in vague terms. We don't. We're know speaking in very is. vague terms, but yeah. the whole thing is that generally, the word diet is synonymous with the diet industry. Well, maybe we fall into a false belief about diet means depriving ourselves of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's not what it has. It doesn't have to be that necessarily. Right. It shouldn't be that. Oh, okay. Well, good. Yay! All right. So, hey, food's a nightmare. Don't forget, next week we're going to have out a very special guest, Mr. Mm-hmm. Wolf with an E. Don't forget, Wolf with an E. He's going to be on the show. Wolf Recovery, Dave Wolf. We're going to I can't wait. really be excited to talk to him about a lot of stuff. I think this guy knows what he's talking about. He's got a lot of experience. He runs his own group recoveries meetings he also has a lot of experience in terms of the academic side of it so this guy also is walking the walk so that's all part of his world he's not playing around ain't no joke so from all sides and all aspects oh look we just got a message oh yeah he's confirming it'll be there he's gonna share with his peeps so we'll get dave wolf's peeps will be joining dave wolf too so i'm really looking forward to it it's uh, I don't think we ever did live streaming when we had guests on previously, right? We just did the podcast. Yeah, we did like a live Instagram live. Yeah. But oh no, yeah, but not. But not not the show in a live stream like this. No. Nope. So. so this will be our first guest in a live stream. Also, by the way, let's uh, give a special shout out, Kevin Spangler. He was on the show a few months ago, and he yeah. just celebrated five years of recovery. So congratulations, okay. Kevin. Congratulations, Kevin. And he he just got a sponsorship for his boober. You know, Boober Tours, his business awesome. he runs, a pedicab business. He got a new sponsorship deal where they're launching an app. So he's going to have an app now for Boober Tours. Awesome. Which is even better. So Kevin's doing outstanding. And he's on his way to his book, The Royal Road, remember, and the 100 yes. Reasons. He's doing all that stuff. So Kevin Spangler is a great guy. You should follow him on Instagram or Twitter, wherever he is. Find him, mm-hmm. his business, Boober Tours, based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Check that out. B-O-O-B-E-R, I believe. Yep. Or is it B-U-B? No, no, no. B-O-B. It's boob. Like boob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boob. Yeah. You're a boob. 
Remember people used to call each other boobs? Hey, you're a boob. I think that means like an idiot or adult. Um, wasn't yeah. that on Fraggle Rock? Wasn't it Boober? Isn't that where he yeah, got it from? Yeah, Boober. Yeah, yeah that's where he got it from, I think. Yeah, it's uh, Boober Tours. Go to boobertours.com. Check out his website. It's run by a guy who's got five years recovery. He was homeless. He's the ultimate story that people so want to root for. And that's why he gets these sponsorship deals and people believe in him because he talks the talk, walks the walk, and he's there yeah. to make a difference in people's lives while also providing a quality service to people. So mm-hmm. I think he's a great dude. And yeah. we're very proud of him and his continued efforts. So just want to do a little update. We like to check in on the people who've been in our show. And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, addiction is challenging. It's not easy to deal with. We're all dealing with these addictions that we half of us don't even realize we have them. Mm-hmm. We're not here to tell you that, hey, you have an addiction. You don't know it. We're not know-it-alls. So don't think I'm sitting here like some pontificating douche. That's not <laughs> me. I'm just trying to trying to connect and learn. I learn from Leanne. She teaches me. Right, Leanne? I don't know. Do I? Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> I yeah, I think we do. Time. That's what I love. I think I love most about you is that you are constantly curious and you're constantly learning. I think that's just such a great quality. Hey, let's be. I'm the best boyfriend ever. You that's are. What you that's what you just said. So That's exactly what I just said. Verbatim. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's election night. And people want to watch their election results. So we're going to get out of here. No, let's uh, keep them on. We're going to be on here for the next four hours, people. <laughs> really? We're doing four more hours? Holy cow. Um, I do want to I do want to just say, um, so we're done the book club in two weeks. Yeah. Um, but Sunday uh, is the cutoff for we are picking our next book for Right. Um, up until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to join the book club and you have a suggestion of a book that you would like to do, DM us and let us know or email us or at first day pod. Mm-hmm. And um, because we want, yeah, we want to uh, figure out the book that way we can buy it this week and be ready for the 23rd, I think is the first week that we're going to be doing it. So anyway, Yay! so we were we're open to all suggestions. Um, we had a discussion about it yesterday. Yeah, and it's looking like we're going to try to center the book around either anxiety, um, uh, addiction, or that's kind of where it seemed to be leading. Actually, um, yeah, we do, uh, yeah, whatever but, whatever people agree upon, I'm down for. Yeah, there were quite a few titles that sounded really really good. So, um, yeah, so just. Send us your DM or your email and uh, and suggestion of the book. And then we will vote on that. We're voting on that on Monday. So, And actually, on Monday, even if you don't read the book and you want to just come and see what the format is, um, you're more than welcome to come in and just kind of sit in the, the sidelines kind of and just watch it um, and then vote on the book too. So. Yay! Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Don't forget that you're also doing your uh, 10 books in 10 yes. weeks. Yes. Yeah. That's Can going really, that really you? well. What's that? Can people join you still or is that not a Yeah. Lot? So, yeah. So what I was saying is, so we're doing 10 books in 10 weeks. So we just finished our first book last, uh, so on Sunday. And um, 
you can still join even if you don't want to do like, so there's nine weeks left. Even if you don't want to do yeah. nine weeks, if just one week you decide, you know what? I want to try to read a book this week. Yeah. Then just let us know, you know, tell us what the title is so we can hold you accountable. And then on Sundays at 830, we come on as a live and we talk about the books that we read. So, um, yeah, I would love it's such an empowering feeling to finish a book in a week. Yay! So. Mm hmm. Alrighty. That's exciting. Is that it? So, and it. we come on live. We're going to come on Instagram live, right? Tomorrow? Wednesday. No, uh, boy. <laughs> I got a podcast. I got to do okay. around a time frame. Um, uh, okay. So we'll see. So check our stories on Usually Instagram. we're trying to shoot for Wednesdays at 9 o'clock. Um, I have a podcast that I have to do with the people okay. that we made a deal already and okay. yeah okay. i want to be there but maybe you'll do it by yourself but i want to be there or we can just pick another time yeah okay who knows what'll happen you know everything's up for grabs everything's in play we're just trying to do the best that we can each and every single opportunity that is given to us and i'll tell you what this show is only as good as the people that listen to it and connect with us and help Make this a uh, connective experience for everyone involved. So please DM the show on our social medias at First Day Pod, and you can email the show First Day Pod at protonmail.com. Hey, Jenny, are you out there? I haven't got an email from me in a little bit. We'd love to hear from you. I hope you're doing well on the East Coast. Uh, be well. And everybody, buckle down because COVID's on the loose and uh, winter is coming. So we want you guys to all protect yourself, be safe, be smart, realize this is a very serious virus. Ain't no joke. I'm telling you, ain't no joke. Got to prep down. Buckle in. It's going to get a... Uh, we'll probably have a lockdown in Michigan pretty soon. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if that happens. So, just want to let everyone know that if you want to survive the winter, you got to be smart and you got to be patient and you got to take care of yourself and the ones you love. So, hey! For Leanne and myself, we love you all out there. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with the man himself, Dave Wolf Recovery. Dave Wolf with an E. Follow him on Twitter. Check out his website, triggerfreenutrition.com. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.